I want to dig deeper into this because in in my book, I I talk about emotional intelligence. I I talk about really, it's, I believe it's just one chapter where I talk about the culture of the fire service and how it is one of the uh, most exclusive male dominated uh, occupations in North America, where when you look at occupations that are similar in education requirements, physical requirements, uh, the, the requirement to put yourself in danger, you know, there's all these different aspects of being a firefighter. And a, a lot of what people have said and written why there aren't more women in the fire service is because, oh, well, you know, they don't want to do it or, you know, they're, they lack the upper body strength, uh, just, you know, physiologically, they're just not, you know, the same as men. And, and all of the research that I've done points to all of that being a bunch of bullshit. And, and what I have also found traveling around the country, going to conferences directly related to the fire service. I've met a lot of fire service professionals. And when you talk about leadership and leadership development in these different departments across the country, large and small, when you ask like mid-level leaders, you know, like company officers where they're in charge of a fire station, if you ask about, you know, do they feel like their department helps them develop as a leader nine times out of 10, they say no. And then you ask them, well, you know, how do you feel about the leadership above you? Do you feel like they're effective? Do you think that they have your best interests? You know, do do you feel like they care about you? And it's nine times out of 10, no, the leadership sucks. Well, it is also when you look at all of these male dominated occupations with similar requirements, the fire service in 2010, this is based on 2010 census numbers, the uh, percentage of women in the fire service was like 3.7%. The 2020 census showed 4.7%. 1% in 10 years. Now, All the other occupations in 2010, like law enforcement, military, truck drivers, iron workers, welders, all that kind of stuff, it it was right around 17 to 19%. That's a huge disparity. And it's really not the gender that's the defining factor, it's the culture. And what I propose is that it is this self-perpetuating poor leadership model where these leaders are very resistant to change. They feel like they got to where they are because they did it this way. And, you know, that's the right way. And bringing women in is going to you know disrupt the apple cart it's going to water down the requirements and you now we're going to have a bunch of 
you know, I, I don't know, weaklings trying to save people. And, and that's just nonsense. When you, when you put men and women side by side and have these job requirements, physical requirements, everybody's required to meet those requirements. You'll see that some will be at the top and some will be at the bottom, but they meet those requirements. And it's not the gender that is the determining factor. You go to this other aspect of leadership where all of the major research about, you know, talking about what effective leadership looks like and individuals that score the highest in, you know, like 360 degree evaluations on how they're viewed as a leader, how effective they are as a leader, you know, they have a very high emotional intelligence quotient. And then you look at the key factors of what you teach in leadership as being really important factors, communication skills, having empathy, being able to relate to the people that you're leading, caring about them, being able to build uh, these relationships and, and maintain them. All of these areas of emotional intelligence are all the areas that women score higher than men in. And when you look at male-dominated organizations that lack you know, any real uh, representation from women in these leadership positions, you'll find that they have these toxic leadership environments. It seems like there's a huge correlation there. So if the culture in the fire service was one in which they would embrace more women, effectively mentor them, really create an environment where they can experience success to the same degree as the men, you would have more women attracted to that occupation. You would see leadership development improve across the board, not just the women, but the men. And I, I just think it would just be such a better work environment for everyone. You see performance, all that. And so what got me on this was what you were talking about is how words matter and really having that sense of you know how am i being received having that awareness to adjust the language that you use so that it's more uh, of well it's a better experience for everybody all around and then that, that negative self-talk, that instead of having that negative self-talk, being able to reframe things like you're talking, I just feel like your book is what every leader should be reading 